I'm going to be very candid with you. We are living in a computer program. Welcome everyone to Simulation Nation, your portal to all things virtual. I'm your host, Johnny Android, and I'm here to keep you informed about all that's happening in the metaverse. We will record our episodes live in Altspace only for the next two months until the platform is unplugged on March 10th. Our mission is to archive all the amazing groups, worlds, talent, and channels in Altspace before they are gone forever, and we are cast out wandering the interwebs as digital nomads searching for a new home. Today, we are talking with Harlem Filmhouse, which provides creative services and resources to ensure longevity and careers in film, theater, and related entrepreneurial pursuits in underserved communities around the world. They're involved with the Hip Hop Film Festival, the Mall of the Universe, here at Altspace, and many more projects. Ladies and gentlemen, give a warm emoji. Welcome, founder Boogie. Hello guys. What's up, Metaversians? <laughs> <laughs> Metaversians, love it. Yes, yes. I've coined that term, Metaversians. So whenever I go live, hello, Metaversians. That's my thing. Well, this this is the first episode we've had since the announcement that Allspace is uh, basically unplugging. We're all being glitched into oblivion. Uh, so it's a little yes. bittersweet, um, and it makes it a little more special. It's kind of like uh, you have to be present because every moment is sort of has an end. There's a finite amount of memories that we will create in all space. And I'm glad that one of our first ones is with you. I appreciate it. And I'm glad you said that and you can, you made that relation because I mean, that is like life, right? We have to enjoy every single moment. We have to be present every single moment. We have to love cry we have to do all the things because you know things do come to an end and got to be prepared for that so talk about virtual reality simulation of what a death potentially be um we're all experiencing that and some of us have different reactions some are excited some are sad so it's going to be a definitely um an interesting look into how people view their more mortality. Wow. So deep stuff, deep stuff, but you know, let's keep Absolutely. it light. <laughs> oh no, hey, well, it's 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 so true. You know, if you're if you're if you're like a if you're a religious person, this is like you're cast out from Zion, you know, into the into the desert to try to find a new home. Right. Actually I my my theory is that there's so much uh talent and ability in all space. It's it, it per capita like amount of people you meet who have something incredible going on and, and bring a lot to the metaverse is now going to be dispersed among all the other platforms. I feel like we're going to be planting seeds uh, from, from all space into all these other places and making them a little bit richer. That's my, that's my dream anyway. That's my hope. Yeah, it's the afterlife or the great migration. However you want to put it, it's that. Um, so I'm so excited. I personally am excited. I'm super excited. Yeah. Cool. Um, well, in any case, we, you, you know, uh, just being prepared for this episode, we looked at all the projects that you're involved with, and there's so, so many. Uh, so we're not going to be able to probably cover them all today, but we'll, we'll do our best. Um, so <laughs> we always start with the origin story and sort of finding out how you got involved in all this and how, how did you bring your talents to the metaverse? So let's start there. So um, I actually, the origin story, the true origin story is that, uh, I started out in 2010 uh, as a podcaster. I had a podcast called Why You Mad Sun Radio. Um, we created the uh, Madman Nation, and we are social justice activists. We, we want to see change in the world. We get mad about things and mad enough to change them. One of them was the representation of marginalized folks um, in, in the world. We wanted to do something to change the image because we learn about each other a lot of the world learns about other races and people and cultures through what they see on television. So representation for us, for me, is very important. Um, so that's how we got started. And then uh, eventually we got, I got into film. I started filmmaking, making films. And then I got into film festivals and, and trying to help uh, other theaters achieve the same success that I had had independently, of course. And then um, the Hip Hop Film Festival came about, then the Harlem Film House, and then providing resources. And then um, I found, uh, then the pandemic happened. Hmm. 
And uh, we couldn't do in-person events in all of our programming. And I was at Sundance. I went to Sundance and they had, uh, we did it virtually. We had this platform. I was like, this is horrible. And then somehow I ended up in venues when it was in beta. So I started doing some stuff over there. And then someone walked up to me and said, you need to check out Pulse. I said, mm. hmm. Came over here and it became my home, even though we lived in the metaverses and we are in other metaverse universes, uh, alt space became uh, where we learned everything there is to understand about how the metaverse works and our place in it. Yeah, we we have a lot of people on the stage who have the same reaction to you. They just found their home here. Uh, and mm -hmm. so hopefully, like I said, we can all keep touch with each other and kind of uh, spread our wings as we go to other other places. But um, yeah, that's that's pretty basic. And I, I we were talking before the show and I'm on a measly Oculus one, which is sort of the they've already de it's like defunct, like they've stopped, you know, uh, <laughs> you, you know, right. helping with and never that. And, and what headset are you on? Why don't you tell us? That I want to hear about it. <clears throat> I'm on the quest. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, it's already the the right hand is already turned, and I don't know if it's because I use it so much, but the drift still exists in the Quest Pro. Those of you who know know the pain and what I'm talking about, but um, it's it's an amazing device. It's an amazing device for folks like me that live in headsets. Oh, I imagine that it's like did the graphics look better even in all yes. space when you go yeah. super? So oh my god, super crisp, super clear. Right. The only thing that I will say is that my face registers exactly what I'm feeling at all times. So that face recognition, we spend a lot of time in Horizons. That face recognition has gotten me in, you know, a couple of situations. Mm. But, you know, it does allow for um, human connectivity because you want to have that mm. eye contact. And that's what made Altspace so dope. The fact that the, the way they program the avatars, that the way we look at each other, look away, look up, look down, um, people fell in love just based on eye contact. So mm -hmm. that tells us how much connection the soul is through how we look at each other, how we gaze at each other. It's super important. So those horizon avatars are now going to be the standard because you know, the pro allows for the real eye contact. Mm. Interesting. Well, all right. So we'll have to get into uh, by the end of the show where you think you're going to end up and where you're going to, you know, hopefully transpose some of your worlds into a different platform and things like that. Is is Horizon one of the places where you're going to have a bigger presence? Yes, it is one of them. It is one of mm -hmm. them. But we'll talk about that later. Okay. All right. Sounds good. Uh, <laughs> and if anyone here wanted to ask a question or, or Say how much you love Boogie or anything else. Uh, please don't uh, hesitate to use the raise hand option. Uh, uh -huh. Dejuice or uh, <laughs> our body creations. Of course, we've seen facetious before, and Sweetest has been up on this stage, and so we'd love to hear from all of you. And we've even got a Boogie mm -hmm. clone in the audience. So, uh, Aw, Boogie uh, Bot. <laughs> boogie Bot, exactly. <laughs> she will not be asking um, any questions. Right. She's just going to be recording with the, that sort of judgmental eyes. We don't know what she's thinking, <laughs> but she's watching us. She's watching us. Um, she right. said, don't stop, none won't be none. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, all right, so let's jump into some of your projects here, because there's so many of them, and they just okay. seem like really big projects that bridge not only uh, the metaverse, but the real world, and have a lot of organization and entrepreneurial things that need to be involved with them. So let's start with this one. I, I don't know if, if this is the biggest uh, part of your job. Of all the things that you do, would this be considered one of the crown jewels, the Hip Hop uh, Film Festival? Yes. The Hip Hop Film Festival is definitely our marquee event. Um, it's how we're known in the world. Uh, it is, it started, I uh, started it in Harlem, still is in Harlem. Um, we are eight years strong and we host some of the biggest names in the industry who are doing independent projects who grew up in the global culture of hip hop. So hip hop is a culture, it's not music. Music is a component of it. But uh, if you think about the five elements of hip hop, um, you know, that's the standard and that's what's pushed out to the world. But it's actually just comes from, um, you know, Black American culture itself, which has had many different iterations and many different names um, across antiquity, across, you know, time. You know, we went from bebop to blues to jazz to, you know what I'm saying? Now we're here 
as hip hop, but uh, black culture is still the same. But um, Hip Hop Film Festival, however, it allows for filmmakers to uh, to be seen. It allows for content creators to be seen, those who have been raised in the culture. And it's for everyone, all races and faces and places. Um, we support uh, creatives because it's from the culture of hip hop. We share the same culture regardless of what our skin color is. Our, all of our blood is red, right? So we want to see that content from people who see us as a global unit as opposed to, oh, you're black, you're white. Like, no, this culture is for everyone. Its foundation and its roots are black culture, yes, but everybody can enjoy. It's about unity. It's about turn up. It's about having fun. You know, you got your positive, you got your negative. And um, all of that is brought into stories, which we call stories from the culture. And they're global. Um, we started our year this year. I just came back from tour in the Netherlands. So, uh, mm. yeah, what we do is pretty big and I travel the world. Um, there's not a continent I don't touch. Uh, so that's what we do. Now with the metaverse Easy. component, we're able to now train filmmakers here in the Medi. We're able to put their stories on screen and teach them basic fun filmmaking principles, the web reconstruct big stuff big stuff we'll get into that oh so i i, I just yeah. had a few questions so from what you're saying i was just i just did a quick search because i wasn't aware of did you say the five elements of hip-hop or the four yeah so mm -hmm. it, it, what what are those i just uh, it, i just looked it up because i hadn't heard of that before so what are the the elements you know the five elements of hip-hop are you well but when it first started, um, you know, you have um, DJing, you got the MC, you got graffiti, you got the knowledge. Which one am I missing, you guys? There's b-boying. The is, that, is that what? Is anyone else? Is that mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And then uh, writing, yeah, amazing. Um, yeah. Yeah, I so guess all that, of those that's... elements, right? So all of those mm -hmm. elements evolved since then because that's when hip-hop first started uh, but if you take the fifth fifth element of it of the culture which is the knowledge you know that with knowledge things expand evolve and grow so of course you know yeah you got your graffiti artists you got you have your djs which is crucial you have your uh mcs but you also have your your fashion you have your filmmakers you have your doctors you have i mean Everybody does everything that is raised in the culture. So um, right. it's evolved to, to make sure that all of those people that make a nation are included. That's how it starts. Cool. Um, and another thing, you know, that one of the hot topics these days is appropriation. But the, it was mm -hmm. interesting. I, I like what you said, where you're saying basically that hip -hop, the elements of hip hop for everyone or the culture of hip hop is for everyone. H how do you um, engage with the idea of appropriation and, and as opposed to unity or how do you feel about that? You know what, Johnny? I like you because I like that question. <laughs> Thank you. I, I have to say, I really like that question. And let me tell you how uh, we deal with appropriation by making sure that the founders, the architects, the people that had their blood, their sweat, their tears, who disenfranchised to make sure that our voices were heard into the world, that they're honored, that they are paid their reparations, that they are given a chance to finally take the stage, um, that uh, they're honored and respected and not copycatted, not pushed out, not mimicked, not made fun of, but respected. Same way people respect. Let me give you a give you a little history lesson on appropriation. Not to say that I know more than you, I'm just- I'm, oh, I'm like sure this. you do, please, please. <laughs> yeah. So we talk about rock and roll, right? Founders of rock and roll. Who would you mm -hmm. say is the founder of rock and roll? Well, I would say Chuck Berry, but I might be an anomaly. Uh, because right. then you could say it's like, it's like Elvis, but he was in love with Chuck Berry. And you know, so it's- it's Right. Rock and roll started with a woman named Big Mama Thornton. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Now, I want your audience to go ahead and look up Big Mama Thornton. She 
the creator of rock and roll. You ain't nothing but a hound dog. That was her song, mm. right? Never credited, never talked about, never. It took for folks uh, digging into the archives, you know, finally getting some, you know, black history on the books at schools and stuff like that to uncover footage of her with an electric guitar the train station in, uh, I believe it was Sweden, before mm. they were like, oh, God damn, they done got the footage. God damn, we got we to gotta, we gotta give this woman her props because she's literally sitting hound dog, obviously. So, but still not in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Still doesn't get her credit. Elvis is seen as rock and roll. Culture that did not start with him. It did not. People get mad when you say that. But I mean, the truth mm. is the truth can't deny that not taking anything away from elvis he might have been dope right but don't take away from mama thornton either and that's how you deal with appropriation just by giving people that created or were the first and what they did their props and their flowers it doesn't take away from your shine and your talent just give the people their due that's how you deal with appropriation well said well said hey boo anything <laughs> cool. Well, let's uh, move along here because you have so many other projects here. Okay, so this is a part of the Hip Hop Hill Festival, but I think this is like a, more of a fun part, the house party. Take, maybe you could tell us about that. And is that is that in the real world or is you have a metaverse component as well? Okay, so great thing about what we do as the Harlem Film House and Hip Hop Film Festival, we are connected with a lot of uh, icons from the culture, celebrities and stuff like that. So. I don't know how many people are familiar with the Hudlin brothers, but the Hudlin brothers made some really big movies. Uh, one Hudlin brother is now is is he does Oscars and stuff like that. Always at Oprah's house. The other Hudlin brother, he's uh, dedicated to grassroots um, creation and promotion and resources for people. He lives in the metaverse. Um, so House Party was our um, gift. Hugh Warrington Hudlin, who loves the metaverse and has now is now one of our advisors. And we built him an interactive world. We gamified the movie House Party in Meta Horizons mm. just to show everyone what's possible and what mm. we can do, particularly as people of color in the metaverse. Because we're not given the some of the well, we're hardly given any opportunities to do something on this scale to show our talent. So Helen mm. and I both thought that um, it's important to be done. So we hired um, the best builders, the be I mean, everybody from her. And over there, you got to build with your hand. You understand what I'm saying to you? <laughs> right. So <laughs> the house party house was built by King Penn, who is now uh, on the metaverse side of Harlem Film House as well. Um, we had help from Daytona Vibes and Sweetie. Uh, Queen Hazel and our entire team, Queen Hazel, Facetious, Nina Kreese. I mean, it, it was it was an all-in thing. And everybody from um, from this side came over to Horizon. So we've been doing the cross-verse thing for a while now. So that was dope. It's going to lead to even more opportunities like that. And it creates economy for all of our creators cross-platform. And that's what it's about. Because everybody got cool. paid. Mm -hmm. Everybody got paid. So I'm curious about that. How do you monetize it? Do you do pay? Uh, I guess it would be the the. How do you how do you monetize it? Okay. So the way we monetize it is because we're a nonprofit. Uh, we write we request grants and say, hey, we want to do this experience. And in this experience, these people are going to learn how to. They're gonna their skills are going to be amplified as we create the metaverse. And as you guys know. Um, you know, big, big corp has a huge plan for the metaverse. They're investing heavily in creators. So we say, hey, give us, you know, help us, help them and help you. Um, everybody got paid. This one was powered by the National Endowment of the Arts. Wow. So, yeah. So we've received um, grant support from uh, the National Endowment of the Arts, the New York Urban League, uh, Meta, Microsoft, I mean, uh, we really work hard and do the work of writing the grants, executing the program, showing up, being credible, and, you know, 
making sure that the people that we bring on board are ethical and they have good business practices that we're proud to work with them and that we can show up right for the future. You have to be the example. So Very cool. that's, how, that's how we monetize. It's like a mm-hmm. much better than Patreon, I'd imagine. Take it to the much take better. government. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> exactly. Um, very cool. Well, uh, if anyone here has any uh, anything they want to add or, or anything they want to uh, uh, ask uh, Boogie, please uh, use the raise hand option and feel free. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, in the meantime, we're just going to keep rolling along here. Uh, more surprises around every quarter. I'm so curious. So, BBM, tell us. Yeah, t- tell us about this one. Uh, this is this BBM. seems everywhere. It's uh, it's uh, it's on Instagram. It's on Twitter. It seems like it's all over the place. So um, oh yes, good job. I'm so I love BBM. It it's probably the crowning one of the crowning jewels of being at Allspace. I was um, one day I met um, I don't know who I'm first. I can't remember. But I met Facetious and Jay Will. They approached me and they said, "Hey, we we see what you're doing. We like your style." You rocking, you know what you're doing. We want you to come in and we want to form a new company. We want to form a brand branding agency and you have what it takes. And I said, all right, I'm in. I'm always up for the challenge, especially if it has to do with the metaverse. I love marketing. I love branding. Um, and really, really, uh, see, I had worked with her before and she just me as someone that was just loved her spirit and her vitality. Jay Will, man, the sweetest guy you ever know, man. Like, just the sweetest guy. So uh, I wanted to work with them. And I knew Jay Will from what his work with a group called Metaculture, but they had, they were defunct. So, you know, he had teamed up with Facetious. They approached me. Hell yeah. So we formed Three Vision Media, also known as 3VM. Three visions for uh, what we believe the future of the metaverse will be, bringing in uh, big brands and helping them establish themselves in the metaverse, as well as uh, providing marketing and branding support for creatives, small businesses in the metaverse, and having fun creating original programming and things like that. My, uh, oh, and of course, events. So remember when I talked about uh, cross, crossverse events, that started happening two years ago. The brainchild behind that was Miss Facetious herself. When she had this idea, and she wanted to do it for my birthday, I said, hell yeah, birthday party. I said, well, where are we going to go? She said, well, we're going to go from space to VR chat back again. Let's see if we can move an entire group back and forth. Uh, I said, cool, and I know just how to produce it. So with that vision, my production skill, and Jay Will just being able to have, he has such good will throughout the metaverse. It just made it easy, and it was a success. And she set the bar for what everybody is doing today. So, oh, that's amazing. EDM is that age. So now we're 350 events deep. I produced over 350 wow. events, over 50,000 metaversians served, um, and now we're on to a much bigger contract, which you guys will be seeing in the future. Oh, uh, which will also that's... employ. I mean, it's such a smart idea because all these brands are are desperate to try to get involved, but they don't know how. They just are are they just sort of throw their hands in the air and they they're looking for a guide to be able to uh, yeah. show them how it's done and to set that up and have a professional uh, company around that is such a great idea. Yeah, and we got the secret sauce. It was a government that spent a uh, million dollars build a metaverse, do their first event, and three people came. Someone's like, well, why do you think mm-hmm. that is, Boogie? And I was like, because they didn't hire us. You know what I'm saying? They didn't <laughs> have, right. they didn't research, um, you know, what a what what it, it what it takes to make a metaverse work, and that's a community, and that's good people. Right. You know, they didn't have Absolutely. Queen Hazel, they didn't have Facetious, they didn't have Nina Creed, they didn't have Batty, they didn't have Doug. So, yeah, we're here to to say you we're here are available and we are willing to work very cool well hopefully we can uh, get the word out here and and uh and spread the word that people need to come to your services to actually have more people than three at their events it's like a a sounds like a low bar i think you could definitely top it so mall of the metaverse this was like a 
it was a pretty major project here, right? So I remember yes. this, it, it, it involves many worlds. Maybe you could tell us a little bit about the mall. Wow. So, of course, um, because we do what we do and we talk about uh, 3VM and entrepreneurship and, you know, that's what we do IRL. So remember, everything that we do here in the metaverse, we do IRL. All the metaverse kind of mimics a program we have in the real world called Boss Chicks, where we mentor entrepreneurs, particularly women around the world, uh, Africa, United States, uh, to show them, help them with branding, just basics, just basics set them up for success. Um, Mold Metaverse came about because I said, you know, I have a lot of people asking me a lot of questions. Let's set them up with a storefront, give them a membership so that we know that they're serious about what they're doing. $50 a month that comes with this whole suite of services. They get me for an hour. My rates can go anywhere from 250 to 500 uh, an hour for consulting. So I'll give it to you as much as you want. But you know, stake your claim in the ground with your $50. So you get commercials made, you get SWOT analysis, you get uh, marketing support, you get 3VM produced events, you get branding advice, whole suite of services. You get a, a boutique in the mall. And most importantly, most importantly, you get clients. So what I would do is once I knew, once I saw, you know, who they were and what they were doing, I would go into my Rolodex people that were asking me, hey, I need a world builder. I want to come into the metaverse. I would say, okay, I know a great builder for you. You know, not just Artie's dope. You know, her plate is full. But um, there's Batty who has some dope builds, Batty Creations. There's Dub, built Dub Tub. You know, there's Sweetest. There's all of these people. There's Optic. So um it was about bringing them into the mall and showing them how economy works in the metaverse. And that's what the mall of the metaverse is about. And it's now on every platform, except for VR chat, because they'd be doing the most over there sometimes. So, you know. There, so, the, so the, and it, wasn't there uh, a thing where you had like a subway train would come into the mall and, and <laughs> right? And, yes, and then you could yes. step out and there was like a whole uh, avenue there where you could walk out and check out the stores. It was really cool. Yes, yes. So, you're talking about the culture hub. So when you mm. first enter the Harlem metaverse itself, it's a train station. And on that train, you can take it to any stop within our metaverse. You can go to the Harlem film house. You can go to the mall. You can go to the courthouse to have a case heard. You can go to one of our mini clubs, all custom built, no uh, repetitive templates. And we felt it's very important to have custom everything custom to stand out because you're a brand, right? So you can't look like everybody else. Yeah. yeah. Subway is iconic. Absolutely. What a cool idea. Um, you know, so it, I, not, not, you know, we're on a sort of spaceship flying through the simulation here. So I'm all in love with this stuff, but somehow it was, it was, it was refreshing to see something grounded in the real world as well. You know, it's sort of like mm -hmm. uh, something so, that I could relate about, to economy, if you want people to feel comfortable with spending, they have to feel comfortable, especially here. If, if you ask me for money in this environment, and I, it was my first time here, I'd be like, oh, he got me messed up. I, not my money, honey. But if I'm at a mall where it, I can try on things and I can ask questions, I'm more comfortable. So it, it, it's definite reality grounds people in, in comfortability, trust, so, and, and brand loyalty as well. That mall of the metaverse still the highest visited mall has the most visit visibility. It's still over thirty thousand people have visited it. That's insane if you think about it. So much business has come from it. Everybody, a lot of the builders that are coming up all got their first sale from the mall of the metaverse. All of them. I got the receipts, as my as I always say, <laughs> but we got the receipts. A lot of people got their first sale there. From celebrity sales, Miss Peach got her very first sale with Mall of the Metaverse. You know, uh, Dub got his first celebrity client. He did a first a big promotion with, with Fatty Creations. And I'm not only um, someone that's selling these things, I'm there also their first client as well. So I will use mm. my personal money just to make to see how they do business. Mm. And if they pass that test, I can then pass them on to my friends, which we did. 
Amazing. So, and, and so they were selling services. Were they selling goods as well that they could maybe click on, and then in the real world, it would uh, together, yep. right? Yeah. Yes. And because Allspix cool. didn't really have a mechanism, we became adept at doing the workarounds. Okay, Cash App, PayPal, Patreons, and all that, and then helping them grow those those spaces from there. Are you familiar with Luminosity? Yeah, of course. So when I met Luminosity. Yeah, small Patreon, like maybe about 15 people or something that said, Lumi, come in. We're going to develop a plan and we're going to make that Patreon go. The time we finish with Luminosity, you see where his Patreon is right now. So, or before he, he left the platform. Um, yeah. And that's what the power of having a team behind you can do. And that included Harlem Filmhouse, Mall of the Metaverse, 3VM, everybody. Have Nina Creases, who is over there, Grammy winning Nina Kreese is also oh. a part of the Mall of the Metaverse. She now has, she's come with us. Her visibility is through the roof. She has an amazing show called Past the Meta Arts, where she's connecting real life, real life musicians that are in the Metaverse, real opportunities that they would never get anywhere else. How often do you get to hang out with a Grammy winner, right? Who has real opportunities, really? whose music is in video games. Right? So oh. that's dope. Yeah, at and I think, Nina, I think Nina is will, willing to uh, have add to the conversation here. So let's talk to Nina. Go, Nina. Yes. What's going on, everybody? Hey, hey Nina. <laughs> Just enjoying this awesome conversation here. Cool. Uh, did you have anything you wanted to add? You put your hand up. I don't know. Maybe it was, maybe you were just trying to oh, give it some emoji love. No, it must love. have been a, uh, no, I, sorry. <laughs> I, I, okay. Sorry. Well, we get to hear your, your Grammy winning voice then. That's, that's worth it <laughs> for the mistake. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah. So Nina is a super producer. She's an engineer and she's bringing her services and talents into the metaverse. She actually produced the first ever meta record, I would call it. Um, welcome to the metaverse and then the ne next song which is now in the real world and on the charts hitting apple music and spotify is by um godiva uh, godiva with her song thankful what she did with ty sky she did it with mina crease right here in the metaverse and this is all uh, comes out of the mall of the metaverse uh, uh, that song i, I it, it sticks in your head welcome to the metaverse right <laughs> there's, there's so many of the songs are great they're catchy um mm -hmm. cool um well so i i know you said you had like 300 events or something like that we we don't have all of them here we only have a few but meta auto show has seemed like one of the more interesting ones uh yeah yes. maybe you could tell us a little bit about that one is is the one thing that uh, i will make sure continues um after sunsets Meta Auto Show is a week-long event where creatives uh, create their best custom cars. And they go head-to-head -head in a battle royale. Um, we have three judges. Right now, um, it is myself, uh, Tech Snob, or, you know, Meta Tech, and uh, Mr., I call him Dubbington, who also won, <laughs> he won the last <laughs> Meta Auto Show. <laughs> So it, yeah. it allows us to bring the best of the best. They're able to um, bring out concept cars. Eventually, what we're able to do is, you know, put them in car companies and really make sure that, you know, prize winners maybe win a car one day or something like that. But the Meta Auto Show, um, something very special that will not go away. Right now, we're going to put it into VR chat. And uh, people will be able to drive the cars that are in contest. So it's going to be super cool. But it really is a way for us to showcase the talents of creators in the metaverse. And that's what it's all about. Provide them a chance for economy. Really not about the contest. It's about people who like to collect custom cars, willing to pay for the 3D assets and get these mm. guys um, get these guys work, you know? Make people happy, create economy, be able to feed your family, be hire some more people, train some more people, ecosystem. Awesome. 
Um, yeah, you also mentioned, you know, that you're porting a lot of these worlds into different metaverses. How difficult are you finding that process? Or do you feel like once you've got the build in Unity, you just have to tweak some things and then it'll port into these different worlds? Ladder. Tweak it, port them in. Um, the most difficult was, was Horizon World. But thank God we have Queen Hazel. Queen Hazel... Um, she has been with the Harlem Film House for the better part of the year. She started um, well, she was cast one of the lead roles. Um, quickly rose and just oh, ever since I knew her, was just very event production minded and oriented and talented. And she's a big talent and a big personality. So um, once we finished filming the season, she and I, you know, our friendship and our bond grew. Um, she decided that she wanted to explore the metaverse, you know, on for Harlem Filmhouse. So she, off she went into VR chat. She went into Horizon World, call her the A&R of the metaverse. She's queen of the metaverse. She has now learned how to build in Horizon World. And she is responsible for all 13 of our now published worlds and horizon worlds. So as our folks are leaving here, they have new great spaces to go into and feel comfortable whenever they're in horizons. They have something comfortable. Mm -hmm. And then if they want something built, all they have to do is ask me, because of course the all the metaverse is there as well. She'll either help help them with the build herself or connect them with another builder and great scripters. So at Horizon Worlds is it's the most difficult because it's not a it's not a unity build. Mm -hmm. And then I'm curious, you know, with all of your success of your different worlds, where do you find it get the most interest? Is it ones that are interactive or ones that there's an event around some kind of a contest like this or uh, storefronts? How do you feel like you get the most engagement? What kind of world? We get the most engagement by our intention before we do an event. We keep our intention high, we keep positivity high. Um, we do it in the spirit of growth, education, and ecosystem. And so every time we do an event, people come because they know it's a, a safe space. They know that they'll learn something. They know they'll have a good time. They'll know they'll find a listening ear. Um, so there hasn't, we mean, we've had times when we just, show up together in an open world and it turns into an event and we just take it. Mm. Um, so I would say that to that success, it's intentionality, how, what your intention mm. is. I mean, dig it. We're souls, right? We're in these avatars. Mm. You can't see my physical presence. I can't see yours. But the very essence of who you are emanates from your avatar to mine. So I can feel good vibe, positive vibe, indifferent vibe, curious vibe, so when you have people who are intentionally saying, feeling and radiating who they are out, and it's a good vibe, it's a good intention, and it makes you smile, you're going to want to be in there. You're going to want to have fun. No matter. You're going to want to have a good time. That's what we bring. Well said. Well said. Uh that brings us essentially to where where you find yourself headed after uh, this bittersweet feeling of alt space uh, <sighs> plugging. So, um, are you going to have a singular sort of home hub, or do you feel like you're just going to uh, have, I guess, uh, planets or universes in each one of them and see which one grows <laughs> most? How are you going about this transition? Well, um. We've been in multiple metaverses since uh, for two years. Every platform we think of or that we can get in. And so we're always in there. The future is very uh, extended reality for us. We are becoming back to our social activism and being at the forefront of making sure that we're protected in the metaverse. Um, there's a lot of bullying, harassment. There is, there are pedophiles. There are things that are happening that need to be addressed. So one of the things that we want to do is make sure that there's a registry 
that um, is available, make sure that, you know, because I bring my daughter on. So if there's things, bullying, do not want that in our spaces. There has to be a legislation to combat that. So while they're doing Davos and uh, these regulatory committees are meeting, we're going to make sure that we are also uh, at the front lines of that. My Rolodex is a flag. Have congressmen, politicians, because of what we do in the real world, um, they're looking for us to roll back and say, what has your experience been? What's the good and what's the bad? And how do we change the bad? We change the bad by bringing them examples of things that we've seen, that we have experienced, uh, people that we know who have been hurt, uh, assaulted, whatever it is saying, okay, this is how we affect change um, without trying to put too much government regulation on it, making sure that the community knows it's in the community that has the potential to harm or hurt because we will not be able to move forward. We do not make sure that we are safe and in a space where we can feel safe to have good intention. Um, our future lies in helping create safely create policy, create policy around how these apps are governed. And that's what Harlem Firm House is looking into in the future. That's what our advisor, Warrington Hudlin, and young attorneys, they are now on the case. And that's what they will be doing. Um, we recently had an experience where uh, there was a pedophile among us and, and we had, we didn't know. Yeah. We didn't know. So these things are serious. And that person we almost put in contact with my child, between Hazel's child and me. They were the same ages. These are serious matters that, you know, we want to think things, oh, is everything so fun and dandy? And it can be. But someone has to do the job of helping make sure we are safe. And, you know, all of Film House. And our parent company, which is that mandation, because that's how we started as social activists, we're here to make sure that we're protected and we can all have a good time, not be harassed, not be bullied, just show up with good intention, do the work of going into the future together, hopefully and happily. Yeah, I mean, you know, you should be running for office. You're such an eloquent speaker, and you've got uh, such a uh, such amazing points. That, you know, maybe you should be running for some kind of political. Well, office. you know, I listen. I have a little, you know, I've know I've been known to test a few people out. So, <laughs> my advisors would agree with that, but I I can speak eloquently on topics I'm passionate about. Um, I think checking our children is very important been to VR chat. I, I see what happens. I've seen young girls and little girls approached by grown people, both men and women. A problem. I've seen it happen here. Problem. So as we expand, um, please know that if you are the Harlem Film House build, that everyone is present and accounted for, and we will make sure we know who is around us and bullying and harassment will not be tolerated. So legislation is in the future of Harlem Film House IRL, or what we do here. Uh, that's, uh, that's, that's, you can't, where can we go from there? Unless anyone else, <laughs> last chance to, uh, I, there's a lot of emoji love going out there. If anyone wants to share some uh, love on the microphone, uh, use the raise hand. This is, this is your last chance. Otherwise, um, it was uh, a real pleasure. Uh, we do have someone here. Facetious. Facetious has been in, in the audience before. Hello, Facetious. Hello, I'm going to make it real quick and simple. I just I just want to, you know, I, I tell you this personally, of course, but I just want to keep encouraging you, keep doing what you're doing, you know, fighting for what's right. It's not always easy, not always popular. Take, you know, somebody's got to do it. Anytime any type of change was enacted, somebody had to take the shots and it is not popular. It is cool because we'll stand by you. 
got your people who's going to stand by you because we need to make sure change and effective change and and, and we also keep like this place a safe um, amazing place for people when i first came into the metaverse it was an escape it's an it's a beautiful thing of what what could possibly be so i just want to just keep giving you those encouraging words i know i do it in private but i always want to do it on stage as well and say just keep going keep fighting like keep pushing and like let's just keep making this as, as amazing as possible you know it's easy to um applaud you when things are good but being there when things are down and 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 trying to make that change and and, and lifting each other up is what's important to me so i, I just want to say i see you i feel you i love you sis let's keep going and just <laughs> just just let's just hey this together thank all you. of us thank you if anybody um wants to join the the effort help us as we uh, move forward and uh, as we're lobbying our politicians to make sure the metaverse is a safe space for us and our families, um, just hit me up. Let us know. Um, hands are good hands. Just come with good intentions. And um, yeah, just come with good intentions. That's it. <laughs> yeah. Carnegie has something to add here. Hello, Carnegie. Hey, Carnegie. I'm gonna miss his avatar. Oh, so give this, can you hear me? Yes, we can hear you now. Is oh great. Okay. Yeah, I just went ditto with the last comments. But I wanted to expound upon this political career. And uh, just, you know, just as we we do time the conversation here, if you were to go into politics, yeah, what what would you and, and politicians are okay to curse? Sometimes, you know, you have to, you know, use strong language to get people's attention, which is cool. Uh, but I, I do feel that you have a, you have great leadership capability. And, uh, you know, where, where, where would you see yourself in politics? Wow. I think I will probably be assassinated the first three months. So when oh, I'm no, don't say that. It all. <laughs> don't, no, I... <laughs> don't put that out there. <laughs> no, well, I mean... um. My, uh, just not to get too deep on y'all, but, you know, I, I was raised, my dad was a Black Panther. I was raised by a Panther. I was raised in a civil rights household. So um, the way I think, the way I move, the way I speak to people, the way I uh, carry myself in the world, not conducive to American politics. Um, I'm old school. so. That means I will not allow for people to speak to me a certain way. Um, I'll curse you out because I, I, I'll see the BS coming. Um, and I'll stand on all of my principles. And if you go low, I'm going to hell because I will drag you. Um, so I think my personality is If I were to find the right uh, candidate that I could stand behind, uh, I'd be like Michelle, I'd make him president um, because you do need soldiers. You do need people who are dedicated to the cause of improving humanity, not one race of people, it's humanity. Um, it doesn't seem like the politicians are about that. You know, they, they, mm. they, they tell this audience what they want to hear one week, that audience what they want to hear the next. I can't do that, sir. Do that. But that makes sense. I'll fight. You tell me something happened to you. I'll go balls to the wall. Somebody mess with you, your kid, whatever, and I can help. I'm there. If any, you know, look me up. When he's all space streets and, and ask somebody, I'll go take it to the wall for anyone. So that's how I prefer to do it. I think the metaverse, metaverse represents our future. Listen, AI, these chatbots, um, a lot of people are about to be displaced. Have a very small window of opportunity to stake our claim, not for us, for our children. I have a child, so legacy is very important. How is she going to eat? My daughter's an artist. She draws with her hands. There is now a chatbot that has displaced her entire future, what she wanted to do. So I have to tell her, we have to figure this out. 
right? Mm-hmm. Where the, so the 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 thing is, how do we stay protect? How do we protect our children? But how do we protect our economy? How do we protect ourselves from becoming homeless? AI is going to be a huge displacer. We can't be. We can't. I'm a leader, so I can't go on social media and cry about the demise of all space. I run a organization, a global organization. It is my job to keep people future focused, to keep them happy, to keep them motivated. Because if I do not, they will give up. If they give up, I don't have a future. I need their minds working at optimal speed. I will fight anybody that tries to tell me different, try to make me feel that I cannot rally the troops because our futures are at stake. I'm super passionate about this, Johnny, because I, I've been attacked about this. My team has been attacked. What they're not understanding is that, unlike them, run a global organization. Any leader will tell you, you are at service to your people. You've got to keep them future focused. Can't have them at the wailing wall. Can't have them in despair. Not for nothing. Microsoft laid off 10,000 people and put that, take yeah. that money, hire an AI. It's placed everybody. It happened right before our eyes. You want to cry about an app was in beta that didn't belong to anyone in the first place? Are you going to put on your pants, pull up your drawers, say, this is what I learned from my time I was on this app, move on and create better systems that actually care about people that use them. And I'm going to leave that right there. You can hit me up at my office, Alice. You can find me on Instagram at CVM. You, uh, my private Instagram is private, so don't even try it. Uh, at 3VM, you can also find us at Meta Madman on Facebook. It. I love it. I love it. I wish I could keep you out of here for so much longer. Um, and I'm so, so glad and so thankful that we were able to capture this moment and capture your organization, your career, and your philosophies at this moment in time before Altspace is gone. So thank you so much for coming. Thank you, everybody, for coming. Thank you. Amazing audience. Uh, I, I really wish we could stay longer, but... Um, we'll do is we'll take it we'll take everyone on mute and then they'll actually just be able to talk to you so, so thank yeah, you yeah. everybody for teleporting into this world simulation <laughs> whether you're with us in virtual reality like these amazing people listening to the podcast the spotify or apple podcast or watching on youtube at the simulation number uh, nation and remember to subscribe to our instagram simulation nation simulation vr join us next week for a dive into the peripheral by william gibson Till then, stay plugged, my friends.